It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Cork Today replay on C103. Jane Pickett from the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, is in studio. Good, af- good afternoon to you. Happy, Hi there. Happy Christmas to happy you. Happy Christmas and to I you wore, too. And I wore a Christmas jumper with a, it's a dash hound. It's a, yeah, it's a dachshund with wearing like up tinsel in and Strapped ribbon. Wrapped up in lights and it tells him to you... You're, um, to, you're oh, so up good. Up to snow good. Up to snow good. I love and that's it. what the dog is. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're welcome. And that's what we want to talk about. Animals do get up to no good at Christmas because fairy lights and baubles mm. and Christmas trees and tins of chocolates and selection boxes. You know. Not a good combination. No, there, It's not. Christmas time is a lovely time of year. But for us in the veterinary world, it's filled with hazards, which we wish that animals were possibly a little bit more sensible around. I think, as you say, like the first obvious one is there's lots of exciting things around that are sparkling and make noise for them to chew on. Like the decorations on the tree, uh, tinsel, some of the little soft furry toys that people might have around at Christmas. If your dog is not used to being around those all of the time, they're going to be super excited by them or maybe a little bit scared. Could go either way. But let's say you have your happy young Labrador is the classic one we see at Christmas who's eaten, let's say, a handful of tinsel or a few baubles off the tree. And a few days later, there might be some vomiting, a lot of pains in the belly and they have a big blockage. So what I would say is if there's any, let's say, if there's any ornaments that look particularly enticing for a dog, put them up higher on the tree. Keep things kind of away from away from let's say passing distance height that it's they can pick up It's almost child-proofing but you're doing it for the dogs. Exactly. Yeah. I think the easiest way to do it is pretend you have a toddler in the house yeah, yeah. and treat it like that. Yeah and keep them um, away. It can be really challenging. I think just being particularly vigilant as well they can be a little bit secretive about these things. If you do notice your dog becoming let's say uncomfortable withdrawn pains in the belly seeing a been uncomfortable walking around or any vomiting that is maybe a sign that you should be concerned sometimes it can be overindulgence at Christmas yeah. sometimes it can be that they've eaten something they weren't meant to um, so I think just vigilance for that yeah, I had a friend of mine a black Labrador who managed to go quiet one afternoon and they discovered why mm-hmm. I mean literally a whole tub of of uh, roses yeah papers and all I mean now luckily started vomiting immediately and was Mm -hmm. okay was a bit miserable for a couple of days absolutely but they couldn't believe how much he had consumed in such Mm. a short period so don't leave them under the tree because that's where it was it was under the tree and he knocked the lid off that's a really great point leaving chocolates around open so that you can let's say grab some as you're passing is a really bad idea Um, try and make them at least slightly challenging to get into 
Um, dogs and cats and lots of other animals chocolate is highly toxic very very poisonous Um, it varies white chocolate is a little bit less poisonous but I still wouldn't give them any of it whatsoever Um, but dark chocolate and even let's say chocolate cake that is made with cocoa powder so some of let's say the the cheaper chocolate cakes are really highly toxic and people don't always think about that Um, it can cause a really serious array of symptoms agitation drooling sometimes a very very high heart rate and nothing else so you as an owner wouldn't realise that they were really in trouble now luckily some dogs will as your friends did start vomiting straight away afterwards and that's really the ideal situation they're they're getting it out of the system but as vets we have a golden period of about two to four hours where after they've eaten something they're not meant to for example chocolate um we can give them a special drug which will make them vomit which okay. doesn't sound so great but in the long run is the best thing you can do for for your dog because or cat because they, they can die they can die yeah. they can die it can be very very serious and knowing exactly how much is a, a toxic amount for your dog depends on the weight of their the, their size relative to how much chocolate they've had relative to well was it milk chocolate dark chocolate your vet will be able to guide you but most of us really err on the side of caution and say it's, it's best better out than in yeah. And we'll probably get you in for to, to have them vomit it up and possibly even some follow-up treatment. Other really, really toxic things that we have around at Christmas are raisins and sultanas. And they're Christmas in everything. Cake. Christmas cake, mince, pie. mince pies, yeah. Stalin. They're all over the place. Now, the really tricky thing is with that, we don't know how much is a, a safe amount for them to have or okay. how much is a really poisonous amount for them to have. They should have none because they away. are poisonous. Okay. Um, some dogs you know might get away with one or two raisins it's still best to contact your vet but some it might cause life ending kidney damage um and it's really very serious so again that golden period of two to four hours like as soon as you see your dog eat or cat eating something they're not meant to raisins chocolate um let's say the cheap sweets with sweetener in them xylitol contact your vet straight away time is really of the essence in those kind of situations um the sooner we know the sooner we can deal i think the one thing i really worry about sometimes is owners are lovely at christmas they'll try and put things off because they don't want to disturb the vet and that's that's good lots of things can wait but what i would say is with toxicities like chocolate raisins the the sweetener sweets with xylitol in Time is of the essence. Don't be shy about ringing your vet. And no matter there's what a vet. I know we we were talking about South Dock and trying to get a, a doctor. And last week when we brought this up, somebody mentioned that they rang their vet uh, who lives twenty minutes away from their farm gate, and the vet was there in mm-hmm. twenty two minutes. Mm-hmm. There's vets on duty all over Christmas. All over Christmas. Yeah. So as as veterinary practitioners, yeah, we're uh, obliged within our practices to have somebody who can be contactable twenty four hours a day. It's it's a vocation really in a yeah. way. It's not just a job. Um, so we all do it in turns yeah, to make well, sure we're all fresh well, and. Well, so well you, so so there will be vets on you. Hopefully, exactly. none of them be. will get will get called. Hopefully not. Uh, and somebody says, uh, get uh, get Jane to remind listeners uh, where, where dogs with the fairy lights. Oh so yes, we went. My my young my young my fellow uh, was nearly electrocuted one year. Mm, keeping, let's say the the area where it comes off the tree and goes down into the plug. That's Chewing a really enticing it. thing yeah. for them to have a tug on. So um, if you can guard it or make it inaccessible in some okay. way, that's really good. All right, straight into questions. Mary and Sundays. Well, this is kind of a sad one. My grandchildren, their dog got killed on the road yesterday. Very upsetting day for the entire family. Uh, the children are absolutely so sad. Has Jane come across this? How to handle it when it comes to young children ranging age from 5 to 11? Uh, Mary's going to be visiting.
them at the weekend and I know she's spending time with them at Christmas or not but yeah it's, it, it, oh, it's heartbreaking for children it's, 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 it's a life experience as well isn't it that it not is. everybody lives forever which is really hard thing for mm-hmm. a, it's usually it's the first death for a child is it Anna? Normally it is and it, at a lot of time it can hit them really hard um, and for them sometimes they can be the most bonded people within the family to that dog or cat because sometimes it's their buddy it's their small buddy who kind of keeps them company pulls around the house with them so it can really hit them very hard everybody is a little bit different and every child is a little bit different and I'm sure the parents and the grandparents will be very familiar with how how those children will react in that situation and and really you'll know your own kids and grandkids best things that have maybe helped when I've encountered it before are being quite open with it I think sometimes people people are very tempted to kind of shield them from it a little bit too much and now that's a very personal decision but in in my opinion I think sometimes being quite open and transparent but I suppose like giving them a a modulated version of the truth don't give the dory gory details any any psychologist dealing with childhood bereavement Mm -hmm. of a human will say be mm-hmm. as open be, open be as honest and and they will want to ask questions and within reason try and give them honest answers if you can um i think as well there's a temptation out there to to replace um let's say so a, a kitten dies replace it with another kitten yeah. i i really would advise against that for a good period of time the time okay. will come when everyone will be ready the last thing you want to do is have a, a bereavement of a pet and then immediately try and replace them because they're never going to be the same and yeah. and that new dog or cat deserves the attention and love and kind of on on unspoilt attention um, from everybody and and likewise the family deserves to have that time and to be calm and kind of unfettered by the the bereavement that's happened Um, I think sometimes taking more time than you think you'll need Wait until you're really, really ready. Yeah, and I think well into, uh, yeah, well into, well into that. New year. There, there are a number of different things. If you have a little look on the internet, I'm tr- I was trying to think, um, there's there's a a book actually, if you, if you Google pet bereavement book, I was yeah. trying to think of the name, but yeah. it's something I actually read at a conference on a stand and it was beautiful. It was a little illustrated book and it was about pet bereavement. So it was something you could give to your kids and yeah. read the story with them. And particularly, so, I mean, um, and they're, they're young, five to 11, yeah. and a five-year-old is very young. A five-year-old is yeah. very young. So explaining things maybe in book format might be a little bit helpful. Off the top of my head, I think it's actually by a guy whose second name is Lambert. So have, okay. a, have a little look on the internet. Um, I think, yeah, open, honest, resist the temptation to replace and just try and give them time. I think as well, if you can try and remember the pet, so having a little token around whether you choose to keep the pet and let's say it's it's buried at home or whether you've gone down the route of, let's say, cremation, make sure you have some kind of token of your dog or cat, even if you don't physically have them there with you, let's say a little lead or a bed or a blanket. And for a little while for the kids, just keep it somewhere in the house so that they don't feel like you're, let's say, removing every trace of them from the place. Um, Some vets, I know what we do sometimes is we'll do little ink paw prints so that you have something to frame on the wall. So it means that they're there because I think a lot of kids get quite concerned that you're kind of just trying to trying to make them forget about the dog. And a lot of the time they just need to need to process it in their okay, own time. And I've just done a quick Google search. There are so many. I mean, there mm. just there's loads of mm-hmm. books. Goodbye, friend. Healing wisdom for anyone who's ever lost a pet is one. Yeah. Coping with pet loss is another. When a pet dies is another mm-hmm. one named to children. The loss of a pet. Mm-hmm. Soul comfort for cat lovers. There's loads. There's yeah, absolutely loads. loads. OK, loads. so go down that route and, and we wish you luck uh, with it. OK, um, Kevin. Hi, uh, Patricia and Jane, I took my nine-year-old Labrador to the vet. She is limping on her back 
leg. Mm-hmm. He said it looked like she damaged her cruciate li- ligament. Okay. He put her on a drug called Loxicom, yeah. and but she doesn't seem to be getting any better. She seems to be stiff when she's getting off the couch sometimes before mm-hmm. she starts limping. Now I'm wondering, could it be arthritis? Mm-hmm. She's 40 kgs. How long does it take for a cruciate to heal? She's not been exercised at the moment, which she's always walked up to this, okay. but obviously resting it at the moment. Happy Christmas from Kevin. Okay. So I think I would have to go with trusting your vet on this one without examining your lovely little Labrador. It's very difficult to say what's going on. There's a number of things, for example, like you suggested arthritis as your vet has suggested cruciate disease. Um, it, it's really something you would find out on examination. There's 101 things that could be wrong and I, I would go with trusting your vet on this How one. How long does it take? Cruciate disease is a bit of a challenge. Okay. okay so depending on your pet, it's very similar to us actually if we get cruciate disease but the surgical options are a little bit different. So in small dogs that have this cruciate disease, so the cruciate ligament is kind of almost like a, an X-cross ligament that stabilizes the knee. It keeps everything in place when you put weight on the leg. Um, so you can understand if one of those little ligaments is gone, it means weight bearing is very, very challenging and the knee just doesn't feel stable. So it's quite a, quite a wobbly feeling leg for that little dog. Um Healing, the cruciate doesn't generally heal of its own accord. Sometimes it will, let's say, improve to the degree where they'll be happy to bear weight on it because the muscle around it will build up. Normally, that'll take a good degree of physio. Some small dogs, actually, because they, I suppose, have less weight in the skeleton, a lot of rest and recuperation and anti-inflammatory, sometimes they can manage pretty well with conservative management. With cruciate disease, there are some surgeries that we can do to make the knee feel a bit more stable. Um, But it really depends on whether your dog would be a candidate for that or not. I think if you're... Hang in with the medication for another while. Hang in with the medication, but I think have a chat with your vet yeah, trust their not, opinion and, on it. Yeah, and yeah. if, it's, if it's not uh, improving. Yeah. Okay, Jackie sent on a lovely picture of her rabbit. Hi, yeah. uh, Patricia. I have a house rabbit male about four years old. He has a weepy eye. He was on uh, something called Isethel. Yeah. 10 milligrams, which helped, but only temporarily. Okay. It's as if he's crying. Otherwise, oh. he's happy out. Thanks and Merry Christmas. Bless him. So weepy eyes and little rabbits are actually, is actually quite a common problem sometimes. So I think isothal is actually a little antibiotic cream. Um, so I, I suspect your vet may have suspected that it had conjunctivitis, so a little yeah. infection from what I can understand. Um, I think if it hasn't done the trick, pop back to your vet. They may need to re-examine the eye. I suppose like every illness, sometimes the first treatment will work. Sometimes you need to go down a slightly might, different path. So, so trust one. your vet. Sometimes what can happen is their little tear duct can get blocked. So depending on what your vet observes on examination, sometimes they'll need to be flushed. But I think trust your vet. A re-examination is warranted. Okay, and could you ask why my little Cavachon won't drink water out of a bowl indoors? As soon as we head outside, he'll drink rainwater all day long and it always appears to be dirty water. He's 15 months old. Ah, oh, sometimes they can be real devils for this they just get a taste for it or a, a lack of taste for the running water sometimes it can be the chlorine that they don't particularly like they know the dogs are not just fussy at all um, it's a little bit challenging because rainwater although like let's say if it's falling straight from the rain into the ground and it's clean then that's not a major problem but if it's dirty stagnant water then that's an issue um, I think try different types of bowls try metal ones try ceramic ones um, Could you try harvesting rainwater? <laughs> You could, but trying to keep it really clean would be oh, the challenge. But yes, you, you could yeah. potentially, but keeping it clean and reducing the infection risk is, is a real problem yeah. sometimes. Um, because I suppose in the water that we drink ourselves, it, it has products in there to make sure that it's clean and safe to drink and okay. it's quite well pleased. So you think it might be that just like the taste of the tap water? Potentially, but yeah. sometimes they can be quite fussy about what they the drink bowls. out of it. I, yeah. If you're really struggling, try a fountain. 
they're kind of commercially available for cats, but sometimes dogs will go for them. Sometimes it's they the like the splash. Water. That's yeah. it. OK, we've got to leave it there. Listen, Jane, as it's your last one in 2019, thank you for all of your uh, great knowledge throughout the year. Oh. And we we'll, we we'll afford to having you back in 2020. Yes, thank you very much have for having me. And thank you for everyone that sent in all the questions all year. It's been very entertaining. Have a great Christmas. That's uh, Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. And hi to all the gang there. Uh, we'll talk again in 2020. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.